There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If you've ever had a sinus infection, you know the pain and discomfort it can cause. My guest today is Dr. Russell Sem. He's an otolaryngologist with a subspecialty in rhinology with ear, nose, and throat specialties. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sem. What is the first thing that you would like patients to know about sinus infection? Um, I think the most important thing is that most acute sinus infection um, will actually clear without antibiotics. Um, usually in a period of about two to three weeks. So most people do not need to be treated for an isolated acute sinus infection. Wow, that's very interesting. And what's the difference between chronic versus acute? Um, acute sinus infections are usually start, are caused by viral inflammation or a viral infection and then progress uh, into a bacterial infection if there's a blockage within the sinuses. You can also have what's called a recurrent acute sinus infection, and that would be somebody who gets sick and then gets over the infection two months or so later, winds up with another infection. Where chronic sinusitis is actually a chronic inflammatory disease process, and that diagnosis is usually made only by an otolaryngologist. And it's treated not with antibiotics, but more with anti-inflammatories and potentially surgery. When do you tell patients it's time to see a doctor? Typically, if they're experiencing symptoms from uh, an acute sinus infection, such as congestion, obstruction, pressure or mid-face pain, um, headache, cough, especially a cough at night, um, or purulent rhinitis that persists longer than 10 to 14 days or seems to be getting worse as time goes on. So what's the second most important thing that you would like people to know that you tell them every day about sinus infections? Um, the second misconception people always have is that purulent drainage or discolored drainage coming from their nose is a sign of a bacterial infection, when in fact that really just means that there's an infiltration of neutrophils into the, mu- the mucus that's being uh, dispensed from the nose and doesn't necessarily mean it's a bacterial infection. Do you think people should be giving their sinuses a shower, as it were? Give us some of the things you'd like people to do to keep a healthy sinus at home. Well, the purpose of the sinuses is to cleanse the nose. The nose is a filter for the air we breathe. It's very efficient, and it actually traps all of the bacteria, dirt, dust, pollens, viruses. Um, The milliseconds that the air is within our nose, about 90, 99% of that material is um, filtered out. The sinuses are actually there to wash out your nose, and so your nose basically cleans itself two to three times per day. So things that will help the mucus flow properly to cleanse the nose will help prevent people from getting recurrent infection. One of the simplest things is probably seen in most all grocery stores and in pharmacies are the sinus rinse kits where you rinse your nose with um, distilled or sterile water and a solution of baking soda and salt. And that's actually very physiologic and uh, is actually very therapeutic for both preventing and curing acute sinus infections. That's nasal lavage or neti pots that you're talking about? Yeah, the neti pot is an older method. They also have the squeeze bottle ones. Uh, Most companies make both. The neti pot has been shown not to be as effective as the squeeze bottle lavage, sinus lavages are. What's the third most important thing you'd like people to know about sinus infection? You're giving such great information today. Well, it's 
related to the lavaging, and that is that the um, cause of an, of an infection is actually when the mucus doesn't flow properly. As long as the mucus is flowing and doing its job um, of cleaning the nose, we don't get infected. So anything that can block up our nose uh, to, pre- to prevent the mucus flow will lead to an infection. And that can be allergies causing the structures inside of our nose that are involved with filtration called the turbinates uh, to swell too large and actually block things up. So you've discussed sinus discharge and what that means. What about the congestion that goes with it? Because sometimes at the same time that you're dealing with this drainage, you can have trouble breathing when you have a sinus infection, yes? Yes, and that's usually due to swelling in those structures I talked about called the turbinates, which are actually in the nose. They're not actually in the sinuses. But the sinuses open in between the turbinates, and we have three turbinates on each side. And when those turbinates swell too much due to irritations, allergies, or viral inflammation, then that blocks the sinus up and then leads us to be more prone to developing a sinus infection. Does a cough signal a problem with your sinuses in some cases? A cough can be uh, a symptom of an acute infection, and it can also be uh, a symptom of what we call um, silent sinus syndrome. And that is that some people have mucus flow that is abnormal, and uh, there's a blockage in the sinus, which can cause in children actually a lack of development of the paranasal sinuses. And they will oftentimes present with cough as the only symptom. And if the cough is at night, then that more, is more indicative of a sinus problem than a cough that is throughout the day. And give us the fourth most important thing you like to tell people that's so important to know about sinuses and sinus infections. The fourth thing is the misconception about headaches, and that is that many patients um, are under the conception that their headaches are caused by their sinuses, when in fact the vast majority of headaches are not actually sinus-related. If you have a sinus headache, um, then that usually implies that there's a blockage problem um, of one of the paranasal sinuses. If the sinuses are not blocked, then it's unlikely that that it would be causing a headache. And studies have shown that 80% of patients who are referred to seeing an otolaryngologist for their headaches, sinus headaches, actually have vascular headaches such as cluster headaches and migraine headaches. And now give us the fifth thing that you would like people most importantly to know about sinuses and sinus infections. If you've tried the rinsing of the sinuses and um, your symptoms are getting worse, then usually around two weeks is when you should be going to see your doctor. If you just come down with the illness, you really don't need to see the physician right away. But if you're worsening at about 10 days, that's when you probably should go to see your doctor. How do you know when it could be just allergies? Um, allergies will can be seasonal and can be year-round, but most of the time allergies won't cause the severe pressure or pain in the teeth, um, congestion that you would get. You would also have most of the time, other symptoms such as sneezing and itchy, watery eyes, and stuff like that. Would this condition ever require surgery? Usually, acute sinus infections do not require surgery unless there are complications that develop from the bacterial infection. And that can be things such as um, infection around your eye, tear duct infection, or an abscess formation around your eye, or even brain abscess. Under those circumstances, immediate surgery would be indicated. Chronic rhinosinusitis, on the other hand, is a um, condition of chronic inflammatory process that causes 
blockage of the sinuses and almost always requires surgery at some point. That surgery usually, however, is elective. In just the last few minutes, give your best advice for people that have some of these pain, drainage, cough, headaches, everything you've described, and what you tell them, what you really want them to know about how to treat their sinus infections. I think the sinus rinsing is the single best innovation that has come along that patients can do at home um, for their, actually for control of their allergies and their sinus uh, in my entire career, which has been 34 years. Um, So I think the sinus rinsing, as long as you're using sterile or distilled water and cleaning your rinse container frequently, is the single best thing that people can do to help prevent and get over a sinus infection. Then I think other common sense things like taking vitamin C in moderate doses and then also using zinc um, as an immune stimulant um, can help get most people over garden variety sinus infections. Wow, what great information. Thank you, Dr. Sem, so much for being with us today. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And if you'd like more information about healthy living, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.